Welcome to the Strategy Story Podcast, a show for, well, basically anyone interested in those real stories of people making it happen and making a difference in work and business. We're here to bring you some seriously cutting edge thoughts from the worlds of strategy and storytelling. So if you're looking to improve your comms and your business story, or you want tips on leadership and culture, you're seeking strategy advice, or help on leading people through change, keep listening. I'm Kate Hooper, co-founder of Strategy Story, and we are inviting you into our community. So sit back, listen up, and join us. Welcome, everybody, back to Strategy Story podcast and another masterclass. This time, it's a masterclass from Kate, our co-founder, on communicating strategy. How do you feel about that, Kate? Well, as usual, Donald, exceptionally nervous being on the other end of the questions, because I much prefer asking the questions, having had a career in (laughs) journalism and broadcasting and all that stuff. So... I'm out of my comfort zone. Okay, but in recent years, you've had a different career, which is actually training me <laughs> into some semblance of orderly behaviour when it comes to podcasting Maybe that's and all what kinds we... <laughs> of presentations. No wonder you're nervous. Maybe so, that's what's doing so, it. Where so, could this go? But I want to show you what a good student I've been. Mm-hmm. You, have, you have drummed into me, yep. not always gently, <laughs> the most important thing to establish yep. is the why. So why are we even talking about communicating your strategy? Well, it's so important because we know that lots of strategies fail, like roughly around two thirds based on all of the research you've done over the the years, two thirds, three quarters, whatever it might be. And there's a couple of reasons that they fail, again, based on your research um, and that of your colleagues. And it's because, you know, the logic might not be right, but it's also a massive reason is also because people aren't engaged in them. So our business is set up to tackle that challenge of folk not being engaged in strategy and strategy is not working. And communication is such an important part of that. This is about really getting people involved in the strategy. It's not just an action, a task for them to do. It's something that they really care about. And communications is a really good, important part of making that strategy work. Brilliant. So I'm going to surprise you here because I know also stories have got little surprising plot twists. Yeah. What is it about you that has developed this interest and expertise and engagement, your own experience? Can you tell us a bit of that? Why are you interested? I think I've worked for lots of really brilliant organisations and I've really felt how hard it is when the silos break down what could be brilliant opportunities and people working together. And so I spent a lot of my time in organizations and outside of organizations, bringing organizations together as well, joining people up. And it's through communication and different ways to communicate and sharing stories. And we'll talk about what that means because I'm conscious that can sound a bit woolly and creating ways to bring people together to get involved in that strategy, to work together for the future. And I just love that. I love that feeling. But also, I'm pushing here, bring that light from under a bushel. You have also worked with engaging audiences, haven't you, in a previous life? That's a big part of your life. Well, I mean, my career began at at the British Broadcasting Corporation. I was there for 10, 12 years. Um, 
an amazing organization and everything you do in program making is about that audience. It's about thinking about them first. And so it's almost like by default running a business or anything like that. It's, it's just, it's just so part of the way that I operate. And, and, and I think it's a really important message to think about the people that you want to reach, whether it's your staff, whether it's your external stakeholders, your customers, whatever it is, but think about things from their perspective. And here, this is the real focus of it. We're thinking more internally at the minute, how to communicate a strategy in the first instance yeah. anyway, internally to get people on board. Yes. Now you mentioned the, the failure rates, implementation failure. The late great Peter Drucker management guru is famous for his phrase that culture eats strategy for breakfast. Any thoughts on that? Well, it's actually, I don't know if people heard my tummy rumbling, but <laughs> it was on cue. I've actually just got That's really probably was a subliminal message you sent me. <laughs> um, communication is at the heart of building a culture and culture is at the heart of a successful business, in my view. So it's absolutely essential to really think about the way that you're commun- communicating with people inside your business to get everybody on the same page, on board, going in the same direction, and also making that culture feel like the, the have the kind of vibe that you want it to have, you know, and be vibrant and be a place that people want to stay and work. That's good. I mean, I this shouldn't be a surprise to any of us, really. A lot of us will have experienced our parents, our friends, brothers, sisters, telling us jokes, reading us stories. It's like how we're socialised into everything, aren't we? I, I, I sometimes say that stories are like the DNA of culture. And, and strategy and story, in, in fact, in our book, we have strategy and story wrapping around one another like the double helix model of DNA. Mm. It's like you, one without the other doesn't really work. But I believe that you have got three steps. Well, we have got three steps because I'm conscious that, we're, you know, we're talking quite conceptually um, about this. So actually, when we're going out and we're working with other organizations, what do we actually mean by all this stuff? So we've got three tangible things and we're also going to play in some clips from other folk that we've spoken to on the podcast who are running you know big businesses or really successful businesses to kind of give a little bit of a flavor just to make this sort of practical and stuff that you can then take away and think oh I'll have a think about that and I might apply it so are you ready for my steps we are we are on the edge of our seat go for it all right well step one is going to be no surprise to you Donald but my first step is really Make that strategy real, bring it to life and think about your audience for your strategy as well. Okay. So we see as a business, we see a lot of very dense technical strategies that have been developed and logically they're very sound, they're very technical, but is it, is that strategy going to land on your desk and light your soul up and make you think, oh, look at those stats, those numbers, I'm going to drive towards that. Is that really going to ignite your heart? How do you fire people up? How do you get people interested in this technically dense thing? You've got to let them see themselves in it as well. I think that's really, really important. So you can get this strategy coming down from on high, or you can send out your strategy in an internal all staff email, but accompany it with stories of that strategy actually in action. You know, like if you're a really big organization, you've got lots of different departments or you're in different countries, please have spent a bit of time working out 
what the story is of that strategy happening elsewhere. So it's actually, you know, you've got videos of the stories of people delivering that folk can then sit down with their team leader and go, oh, so that's how it works. That's really inspiring. That's what's working over there. Bring it to life through the voices and the faces and the stories of the people in the organization. And that's that's one thing, but also draw people into the story of the future. So make it real by bringing them together and thinking, so if this is the strategy, what's my day job going to be like in the future? What's your role going to be? How do we make this happen? For change to happen, people have to sort of like feel it and see it. So step one is make it real for them. But within that, you've got to think about your audience. And this is where I would like to play Kate Buell Armstrong, the co-founder of Admiral.com and Confused.com, massive financial insurance organizations. And for her, audience is at the heart of absolutely everything they do internally, not just externally. Because when we think about audiences, we think about external folk as well. But remember, everybody in your business is different. Organizations are essentially people coming together for a defined purpose. and you know, to achieve that purpose, they all, and to, to make the most of their talent, because this is the other thing, you know, people can mm-hmm. be cogs that you can fit into, mm-hmm. you know, some great mechanized um, enterprise, but actually people have their own needs and wants and, you know, what, you know, from managing IT people to going to manage sales teams, oh my God, the, the they're just like they're different creatures. They, I don't even think they both, you know, they're, they're the same genus. <laughs> they just, it's totally different. And it's just trying to understand how those connections are made and how you can make those connections to bring people along with you. And I've always found storytelling um, to be perhaps the biggest tool in my armor, really. So Kate picks up on a really good point there about, you know, everybody in different departments being kind of different or having different ways about them. And it's so true, like particularly if you work in a really large organization, you know, like there's the IT department, there's the finance department. And I don't know about you, Donald, because I know that you started off in industry and worked for a long time in a very large corporate. But it's almost like the different teams almost sometimes view each other with a little bit of suspicion or something like that. It's like, you know, but actually, it's the stories of that team in operation and joining them up that joins people up. And you just go, oh, actually, we're all like in this together. You know, we're all like we're all working together. So if if you can really thinking about the specific teams, what they kind of need to hear about the strategy and then how you can involve them across the board as well and share the stories of other departments so people start to see themselves as one thing working towards one common goal. I think what you're touching on here is a key thing in leadership, mm-hmm. that good leaders manage to go around and deal with all this diversity by connecting with people authentically. And of course, what you're saying is that we do that through stories, but sometimes by getting everybody together. Yeah. And so my first step really is make that strategy real through the stories of the people but crucially understand that everybody in that business, in a different team, whatever, might need to hear things in a different way to get your strategy to land. So I think there's a really key point here from what, from what you've said, which is that storytelling is a really powerful tool for getting people on board, but it needn't just be one story. It's a whole load of stories getting woven into something coherent. Yeah. Okay, so step number two. Step number two is bring people together, right? So 
Bring people together in inspiring sessions. Do not just broadcast the strategy at folk because quite a lot of the time that's actually what really annoys us in organizations as well because we want to feel part of it. We want to feel empowered. So actually, yes, get that strategy out there, but then have something really quickly facilitated discussions. Really good. If, it, if you're not good at facilitating discussions with your teams, bring in facilitators, bring in people who are good at that stuff to draw people together, to make them see where their role is in it. But crucially, to get their ideas, to get their buy-in, to push that forward. Strategy isn't just something that you've got. It's something that you do. We're stealing that from strategy land. Get folk doing it through really good facilitated conversations. So you're drawing attention to something that I think is overlooked. But storytelling gives the idea that it's all about the telling, but in actual fact, you're saying listening is a really important part of this. This is a two-way street to make things happen. This is not for us. This is, Remember, this strategy stories approach this stuff, and we're not for everybody, but we're for particularly organisations that really have people at the heart of making things happen. Um, strategy is a two-way street. This is about creating a conversation, about creating a buzz in your organisation, about making it happen. This podcast is produced in association with Alitu. Alitu is a one-stop shop podcast maker tool offering call recording, audio cleanup, audio editing and publishing. If you want to start your own podcast, just like this one, go over to alitu.com. That's A-L-I-T-U.com and try out for a week for free to see if it works for you. It did for us. And what happens if you hear something, if you're listening, and you think, oh, actually, I hadn't thought of that. That's a really good idea. Or, oh, I don't agree with that. How do you deal with all that? I'd like to bring in a quote now by Sandy Rowan, who is the director of Pointer Security Limited. Brilliant. Pioneering, actually, security uh, company. Scotland-based, works internationally. Storytelling, for him, is a very important part of of, of making that strategy works. So let's have a listen. Communication opens up a debate around processes and by having two-way communication we can make the processes far better, far easier, far more user-friendly. So I actually think Sandy answers your question better than I did there, to be honest, Donald, because it is about a debate, it's about working it out together and, you know, you can... If you, you might be the kind of leader that wants to put the, the strategy out there and away you go, folks, and away you go and do it. But then other organisations really want to bring their staff in. So you've got to be prepared to hear stuff you don't want to hear as well. That's part of it. I think that's brilliant. And, and it's drawing, I think, attention to the fact that strategy is not a thing that an organisation have. It's a living, breathing, ongoing, evolving conversation between people. I mean, we have gone out there and we've we've obviously used our method with um, a, a lot of like large organizations. And, you know, we'll be very upfront about the fact that you might, they might he- hear things that they don't want to hear. But we've also, we've worked with folk who actually have listened to their staff and taken complete U-turns on decisions that were going to come from the top. And actually the staff body said, we don't get it and we don't think it's going to work. And then that's the call then as directors of the business to say, well, actually, do we have enough evidence to demonstrate that this is going to work? Or actually, 
do we need to take heat here because there's something that's not quite right? And of course, you're just going to have to make that call. And in that case, they made the right call. It's such an interesting point. I remember uh, Jay Barney, very prominent strategy theorist, leader in the field, really saying, what would you rather have? A 90% strategy with 40% engagement or a 70% strategy with 90% engagement is a really good question. I'm sorry, uh, Jay, I probably got the numbers wrong there, but but we know the point. It's a very good point. Exactly. And we're not giving out a rule book here. You know, organisations are groups of people and leaders and teams have to make judgment calls. We're just giving out ideas, you know. So that's it. Right. Number three. Oh, my goodness. This is like one of my biggest bugbears in working life, right? Oh, I'm, never, I'm getting nervous. <laughs> I thought that was me. <laughs> My biggest bugbear is so often in businesses, in organisations, communication, it's at the bottom of the to-do list. Quite often you can be in a meeting and comms will be at the bottom and will get forgotten about or pushed to the next the next time. How do you expect it all to work if you're really not thinking about your comms? It's kind of ironic. I'm going to be slightly cheeky here. Mm-hmm. It's kind of ironic that communications is the lifeblood of organisations yeah. and all social phenomenon, actually. Yeah. If it's so important, how has it ended up at the bottom of the agenda? I think, if I'm con- if I'm very honest, and, and comms people out there, I'm sure you'll either agree with me or, or send me an angry email, but I think it's because it can often be deemed as being a bit woolly. In a way, what we're doing is kind of intangible. You know, it is about humans, it's about behaviour, it's about a lot of other things like that, and comms is a really good tool to drive success. But you can't always demonstrate it so the amount of resource and time and effort that goes into some things might just be about general awareness raising but it's still really important i've got a confession to make I, th- I think i've thought like that actually so i've been i've operated strategically in many organizations and i kind of know that communications is important but being a strategy person i think what i think by that is what I've got to say is really important. <laughs> and actually I've focused a lot less on the audience in the in the kind of craft and art that you have displayed to me. So so I think a lot of us in strategy land assume that we know a lot about communications, but it's only when you meet communication specialists you begin to realise actually you don't, which is probably why you've had such a hard time trying to batter me into some kind of shape when it comes to <laughs> communications. Seriously. The, the irony of strategy story. For me, it's like, it's a fundamental principle, communications, building relationships with people, building relationships between teams, uh, building relationships between managers, shop floor, you know, making it all very real for people through relationships. That's what comms is for me. But comms is so important to developing culture and creating that culture. And we're all striving for brilliant cultures in our organizations to make them enjoyable places that are, you know, have got good well-being, but ultimately have got brilliant productivity. So I would like to throw to a very talented friend now who has set up a fantastic business. Lots of you will know her product, the Uni outdoor pizza oven. So Doreena Garland and her husband Christian set Uni up in 2012, employs over 350 people now across the world. Phenomenal story of success. Building culture through great communications has been at the heart of this. So just have a listen to what Doreena had to say to us about this. A couple of things that we constantly heard when we were growing from maybe 
Oh, when you go from 20 to 50 people, that's when you lose your culture. And we're about, yeah, about 370 people now around the world. So when we were growing, like, I hear that. I, I don't doubt that that can happen. But what can we do to ensure that it doesn't? The product and the culture like, are almost equally important. And I, I would argue are equally important. So the product and the culture are equally important. And I think that so comes through in the whole Uni story. They've got a brilliant workforce there. It's really vibey place to be. People want to work at Uni. They've got this really high quality product. And the two have developed hand in hand. It's not just all been about the product. It's been about developing the culture. And how do you develop the culture? Through comms. So I just want to give you another quick clip of how they do that at Uni, right? How they put comms at the heart of things. Um, we also have a Monday huddle every single week where we have the entire team on in the UK at three o'clock, but in Austin, I think that's nine o'clock and then uh, four o'clock in Germany. And then actually the China team don't join that, but they watch it. And then we have, we meet. So when you say the entire team, do you mean the entire business? Yeah, the entire business. Wow. Yeah. Australia, they have to just watch it back. So unfortunately, the time zones aren't quite. We've got a team of uh, three people in Australia now, um, but almost the entire business. Um, and that we've gone back and forward on this. I've always been a big fan of it because it helps the company stay connected. It's half an hour and it tends to be like the headlines of the week. So we do things like universities. That's where people have been here for one, two, three years. Oh, lovely. Like those. We used to do birthdays. They are not now shouted out because it's ridiculous. You're like, everyone's <laughs> having a birthday this year. Yay. Um, but we also <laughs> have business headlines. And then often somebody from a department doing a five slides on their part of the business. So, you know, what is performance marketing or what am I doing? And um, I don't know, in the generative business team, what, what do we need from you? Or just a little bit of an insight into that so that the can, team can stay connected. So they are really successful I think in helping us feel like one organization um it is on paper a lot of time but I think that having that sense of connection is crucial well I think it's a fantastic clip I have to say I was slightly disappointed I thought you were going to cut to me but uh, when you cut to (laughs) much more interesting people with such an interesting story there uh, I would go even further than Darina there when she says that culture and products are equally important. Talk to an anthropologist and they'll tell you that products are actually products of the culture. The culture generates absolutely everything. And it's dead interesting for strategy. Strategy is a cultural product. Culture isn't a product of strategy. So we have to get it right. And of course, the DNA is story. Brilliant clip. And so I love that word of, of connection there, connecting. That's what comms is all about connecting people to make things happen certainly from my perspective to develop that culture to make things work that's what it's all about so there you go those are my three tips for communicating your strategy fantastic kate i'm sure you're going to get a lot of responses to these ideas because although it kind of makes instant sense when you hear it as you say communications is bizarrely still too far down most people's agenda. I have to say strategy, like most other things, is a bit of a fashion business. And we've seen it drift from economics into marketing through human resources. And I would say that now 
that it is finally beginning to pay the attention to communications that it ought to have done for such a long time. Strategic communications is becoming a fundamental issue. That means invest in it, make it a priority, check it out, you know, celebrate it. So I have also learned from you, Kate, when you've run through this kind of thing, then summarize what you've just said. So what are your three steps? And could we get it in one minute, please? Uh, so yeah, absolutely. So, so step one is make your strategy real through the voices and the stories of your people. But crucially to do that, also think about your audiences. So what is it that folk need to hear that maybe they don't quite understand or 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 need to hear in a certain way and get some really good real stories, not just the big document, but audio, video, all that kind of stuff, like bring your business to life through the stories of your people. Number two, bring people together in really inspiring, facilitated sessions, get them discussing the strategy, get them thinking about how they deliver it, come up with ideas. um, What are the challenges? How do you work on that together? All that stuff. And then number three, please people bring comms further up the agenda (laughs) Connect your folk in your organization to build your culture. Take inspiration from Dorina. Okay, thank you. Three brilliant steps and plenty for everybody to think about. As ever, Kate, I would say if anybody's got any questions or comments, get in touch with us on hello at strategystory.co.uk. Would really love to hear from people who have made their strategies work through really good uh, staff team engagement, colleague engagement. Yep. Hello at strategystory.co.uk. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us here at the Strategy Story Podcast. You can listen to this podcast anywhere they're available. You'll also find all the links and resources mentioned in the show notes below. Don't forget to subscribe to stay up to date with all our episodes.